You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. So we're continuing some alokas about Tu Bishvat and the ideas of Tu Bishvat, uh, Brochos and Birchos Aperos. So they asked Rav Nisan Karelit, uh, many times when you go to these nut places that sell nuts and dried fruit, so the pieces, you know, a lot of times you can tell this is a dried apple, but many times the pieces are so small and then they are then dried and they pour, I guess, some sort of sucrose on them and they're all dried up and sugary. Um, you can't really tell it's the same pre. So would you make a brach on that? I mean, so it's interesting what Rav Nissen Karelit says. He says, you, true, it doesn't look like the kiwi anymore. It doesn't look the way it looked originally, but it, you can still tell that's what it is. For example, if they would say, oh, that's the kiwi. Oh, I can tell. Oh, I see, that's the green. Oh, oh, now I see it. So even though when you look at it right away, Rav Karelit says, you're not 100% sure. It doesn't necessarily look like the original one. It's not like a, a grape that dries into a raisin or, uh, you know, a, a dried fig. Here, what they've done is they've cut it and now they, they, they market it and they put it in the container. But if, uh, if it says on the top, you know, you know, fig pieces or kiwi pieces or uh, apricot pieces, you can tell from the color and you can see that it was part of it so that would be, even though that it's a chiddush, you would make the bar, you would make the regular bracha. You wouldn't make a shahako in that way. Even though you need the uh, the sticker on top of it to tell you what it is, but it isn't. Oh, is that what that is? Oh yeah, you nod your head and you say, oh, yeah, I can tell. Yeah, that's what it is. So that's enough. Rav Karelit says to be called. It's not mishtan at suras apri. So it's, it's a little bit, there's another situation where it's, ooh, I wouldn't have been able to tell that's it. Well, I, I, no one ever told me that's what it is. I mean, I couldn't tell that's what it is. Then it would be, you would make a shahako. Um, what about if you have like applesauce or mashed bananas? Uh, what brocha do you make? So here you obviously have to use your seichel. Um, you have to use your seichel as far as this goes. So if when you're looking at the mash, when you're looking at the compote, when you're looking at um, the jelly, you can see what it is. So then you would make a eights. But if it's really fine jelly to the point that it's just smooth, even though, oh, I can see that's apricot jelly. That's different than the physical piece there you would make. Shahako, I guess, if you would smear some onto your finger and want to eat it. Um, this is a very important uh, halacha that's coming up. Many people know that bread potters everything else in the meal. All other foods are going to have you washed, right? Um, what about, and there's another halacha, that wine that you drink at the beginning of the meal, let's say it's a special occasion, or on Shabbos and Yontav where you're making Kiddush, that's the reason why you don't have to make brachos on any other drink that you're having. So let's say you didn't wash 
beforehand. But you sat before the meal and they had they had wine. You're fancy schmancy. You sat, you had a drink, you gave some wine, and then you, all right, now that you've had our wine, now let's have the first uh, entree, which is a soup. And the soup is a vegetable soup. Okay. Now, the vegetables are tiny in there. It's not like, I guess, loaded solidly with the major vegetables. Do you have to make a brook on the soup? So, look at the answer from Rav Dinar. Since Lamaisa, the marak is a mashkegomer. The, the soup, although it's thick, and maybe you can see uh, you can see like the residues of onions and other stuff in there, and it has the taste of all those good vegetables. But it's basically a mashka. And whether you would make an adama or not doesn't make a difference. It has a shame mashka. It's not it doesn't have a shame ochel. So therefore, yayin potters every mashka. That's talocha. Yayin poter komine mashkin. If you have wine, it potters all types of drinks. So this is also a type of drink. Now, it might even be a drink that you should make an adama on normally. But since you drank, since you started with the wine tasting in the beginning, the wine tasting would potter your uh, eating of the soup. Interesting Kiddush. Definitely pot, there's other, you want to drink some Perrier, you want to drink uh, Coca-Cola, the wine definitely pot, there's that. But even pot, there's anything which has the shame, mashke. Um, now, a fruit salad that has strawberries and apples, okay, so you have eights and adama together. So, Generally, when you have a mixture, you're going to base it on the rove, right? You'll say, oh, it's mostly fruit that you make our eights on. So even though there is a strawberry element and other elements, tomato elements and other banana elements that are adama, but you base it on the rove. But the question is, maybe it's not a mixture, Yes, technically, I call it, I put it in one dish. But you can pick them out separately. So maybe what I should do, even though there's more apples here than strawberries, maybe I should make two brachas when you have such a fruit salad. So how do you determine? In other words, if it's called taruvot, if it's called a mixture, so you go with rove. What's rove in there? A rove is stuff that's barpria eights. You make barpria eights even though you know that you're also getting bananas and strawberries. If rove is bananas and strawberries, you would make an adama even though you know there's apples and mandarin orange pieces in there as well. But how do you know you have a mixture? That was the question. So Rav Diner said from B'nai Brak said like this. Let's say you would stick a spoon into the fruit salad bowl. So if you'd stick a, a, a kapit, right? That's a, a spoon, I believe, right? Yalo bekapit aminim. Every spoon would give you an apple and a banana piece. Um, but if when you stick the spoon in, the pieces are so big that you only get like 
an apple or a banana, but you don't get both. So that means the pieces are so are so distinct that you would have to make two brachas on that fruit salad. That's an interesting interesting gather that Rav Dinur says. I would have I if I wouldn't have known this psak, I might have said something else. I might have said that even though even though when uh, you know you stick a spoon in, you only get one thing. You the person eats it because he wants the mixture. He doesn't want to have strawberries separately than the apple. He wants to have them all together. So therefore, even though you can actually separate the pieces and you can see how separate they are and the pieces are big enough to be separate and, and if you st- stuck a spoon in, you'd only get one, you wouldn't get two. Uh, to me, you should still make based on rove. But again, this is the psak here. So according to this, you should be machmir and make two brachos in such a case. And I, I would paskin differently, but I might be 100% wrong on this. Um, let's say you're at a, you, you, you have a two bishvat seder like we talked about last night. Um, and you're looking at what's over there. Um, and um, yeah, I'm not interested. I'm not interested. Now I'm not going to eat any of that. Okay. Um, and then everybody else around you starts eating and munching it. And then you decide, nah, maybe I'm going to have some. So do you need to make butter pre-aids? Now, let's say he decided he had eaten, let's say, yeah, I'm going to have a date. That's it. Okay, that's my tissue above suit. I'm going to have a date, a raisin, and I'm finished. But then everybody else is having the date, the raisin, the kumquat, uh, all the other types of things, the papaya, the, the, the other types of fruit, the star fruit, the sabra. Ah, you know what? I'll have some of that. You have to make a new brocha. So you could have said, this was someone who said, I'm not eating anymore. I've stopped. And therefore, the fact that he wants to now change his mind, because everybody else got so excited about the tisha, about the Tubishvat meal, maybe he should make a new brocha. So again, Rav Diner has a chiddush here. Look, you didn't get up from eating. You just said you're not going to have any more of the fruit. That's what you were thinking. But you're still in the meal, right? Dessert you would have had, right? <laughs> Dessert you would have been having. You just didn't know if you were going to have any more of that fruit that they brought out. He says, That's what people are. People change their minds. So it's not called a hesachadas. Again, you have to be honest with yourself. If you said, oh boy, these calories are, are coming. I'm finished. I'm not eating. That's what you were thinking. Then you probably would have to make a brocha on the stuff. But if, if you're still in an eating mode, even though on one level you decided, yeah, I'm not going to try the, those types of fruits. Rav Dinur felt people were finicky. People say they're going to stop, but really they're going to change their mind. And that's the way you are almost with everything. Things aren't concrete in your brain. And therefore, unless you know it's a hesachadas, you wouldn't have to make a new brocha in that situation. Um, assuming you're at a uh, Tubishvat Suda and you have a Peri that's brand new to you, um, 
what should bracha should you make first? The eights or the shechiyonu? So Rebbe Yoshev felt that you should make, that's his psak, you make shechiyonu first. Then you make birchas hapri. Now many people don't know that. Now, if you take a look at the Mishnah Bura, the Mishnah Bura says exactly what Rabbi Yoshev says. Lekatchila, you should say Shechiyonu, and then the bracha. Um, then the Mishnah Bura says maybe you could say Ha'etz. See, see, the Mishnah Bura is worried, like Rabbi Yoshev was, about the hefsik between the bracha and the achila. So. The Mishnah gives a second eight. So if you don't do it the right way, let's say you make uh, ha'etz, uh, then you'll make ha'etz, eat a little bit of it, and then say shechiyonu. The Mishnah says, after the gam tov. And then the Mishnah says, bidi eved, if you do the wrong thing, which is what many people do, is you say shechiyonu after the eights, you could be so mechan the makilim. That's the Mishnah Bura, and that's what Rebbe Yoshev's minig was. The Arach HaShulchan, in the same simon, in Simon Reish Chavhei, says that the Oilam's minig is to do Ha'etz first, then Shechiyonu. Now, um, people explained it. In other words, Arach HaShulchan said the minig is to do it the way most people do it today, and they say it has to do with Tadr no Tadr. Because the eights you're going to make all the time, and this is only when it's new. Um, the Rosh Hashulchan himself writes that he has the minag like the Mishnah Bura, and as we see, Rebel Yoshev has. But that's the reason that he gives for the minag. Um, the Kafachayim from the Sfardim also says the minag is to make Baripri Ha'etz first, then the Shachiyanu, and it's right. Um, And the uh, it's interesting that the Chazonish did it the way we are we are used to doing it, but uh, Rebel Yoshev, uh, despite that, and again you could decide how you're going to be following. Obviously, if uh, you know, do it the way you're used to doing it. But again, I would say that Rebel Yoshev's way makes a lot of sense, as the as we see the Mishnah Bura did it that way. Um, people ask this question about. Shechiyonu, uh, you know, okay, do I really want to eat this stuff? I mean, it's the first time I'm having it, but I'm basically making the brocha because it's too bishvat, and I want to be mishabeach, I want to make the brocha, the bircha sanenin. Okay, I'm going to put it in my mouth, but is it really, I'm happy, I'm alive? Shechiyonu, vikimonu, vigiyonu, vazman It's really, I'm so happy about that? Is it really so, right? So Rav Yoshev says, yeah, you don't have to feel it so much, even though it's not such a, a simcha. So, you don't have to have the greatest sense of simcha. Um, so, Richard's asking about um, when we, on the second day of Rosh Hashanah, when the minig is to have a shechionu fruit. So over there, the reason why we do that is because there are poskim that hold you can't make shachionu on the on the yontav because it's already it's considered like one long day. 
So the fruit that we have allows us to say the Shachiyonu in Kiddush and to have in mind that it should be on the fruit as well, in case we are not supposed to say Shachiyonu. So on Rosh Hashanah, you already have a little bit of a tzad that I'm saying Shachiyonu based on the Yontif. Not so much based on the fruit, but since there's some that say I shouldn't, so I'm bringing the fruit here in order to fulfill that. But I guess you're correct. The fruit that you pick out, if it's something you're really not happy about, it's just a brand new, I hate that Sabra, those dragon stuff, right? Um, You know, I guess that's really the difference. If you really don't like it, like there are people that really don't like it, then they really can't use it as Shechiono. Now, I know the dragon fruit, for example, um, is, you know, a decent tasting thing. It's not as great, maybe as you know, as uh, you know, maybe some of the other fruits. But but it's a it's a unique, interesting taste, and it's not you know, it's not a negative thing at all. So I would say you can go with Rebel Yosham Svar. Okay, Simcha. Yeah, you know, it's a uh, you know, I'm happy that I added that to my palate that I now know about this thing. So the Shiachiyano makes sense. But if you really don't like the taste of it, you're, and, and you can't even conjure up any simch at all, Reb Vosner sort of disagrees with Rebbe Yoshev, and he says that uh, you shouldn't use it for Shiachiyano. So think about that when you, you know, again, you know, I guess when it comes to Shana time, whenever, or even, you know, what you're going to, you know, or on, on Tu B'Shvat. Yeah, so that would be, again, yeah, so let's, um, we know that, that, halacha, that, um, you know, there are types of fruits that they've created, um, from two different types together, min mishaino mino. So, if this Rebbe Yoshev was asked about making a bracha, we know you, you know, it's also to create such a fruit. So, Rebbe Yoshev says, "Look, if you would have the original, um, I guess nectarine, right?" A nectarine is uh, is two different types of fruits together, right? I think so. It's uh, a peach a, it's, and something. It's a peach and a plum, right? It's a peach and a plum. Those are two different, they, they aren't two types of peaches, right? It's a peach and a plum. So the person who created the nectarine did something wrong. Um, but now that nectarines are around um, and you now have the nectarine seeds and uh, you plant them and you like them, of course, uh, you can make shechiyano, um, and so therefore, even though the halacha, they shouldn't have made the nectarines. Jews shouldn't have been making them because you're not supposed to create new minim. But um, look, uh, you're happy. Somebody again, who did, maybe you know, again, there's a question whether Goyim have an Azara of making Klyam or not of Harkovas Ha'ilon. Uh, so, even if what the Goyim did was also based on the Mitzvah Spinei Noyach that some people count, um, still, um, you're happy about it. 
And uh, because of that, you can make the brocha. Rav Moshe actually says, um, maybe you shouldn't, if it's clear that this was created in a way that was also, even though what you have is, a, is not the original one, Rav Moshe says, Ulai lo no'ah alze. And exactly what we're talking about, as you can see, they have in the footnote here, um, Um, when it comes to agas shehumurkav bechavush, and that's a nectarine, I believe, a peach with a, a chavush is actually a quince, I think, but it's basically like a nectarine. Um, so they say the people who put together the sefer for Rebel Yoshev that. You probably don't make a brach on these nectarines anyway because you can find them throughout the year. So that would be a reason why uh, you wouldn't make the brocha. But if they were new, so that would be an interesting, and it, it turns out that the people who made the nectarine were Jews, let's say, or uh, the people who created it, uh, you know, had done an isra. That would be an interesting machlokas between Rav Moshe and Rebel Yoshev. Moshe says something that came because of a Maise Isser, even though it's great. You don't make Shechiano. And Rebbe Yoshev says, no, that was only the original one. <laughs> now that it was done already and it's in the world, not all the nectarines are considered verboten. And therefore, you can actually plant one and make the Shechiano without a problem. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.